steady all year long. He's a tough SOB, you know, and a great team leader. So on both sides of the ball. They scored so quick, you know, after we, after Sam Wilson picked the ball that obviously I got nervous, so we went into what we call our army set. Um, and I wanted to give the ball to Sammy. You know, um, I kind of just gave credit to the coaches out in the O-line. On that last play, I didn't really have to do much. Ball kind of fluttered up right in, in my hands. And on that last run, you know, like I, I was saying, our, our left tackle could have run through that. that that's how wide it was. I, I was just the, the ben, I was just ben benefiting from me putting the right spot. Two pick sixes, I mean, it's a difference in the game. There's your, there's your 12 points. Uh, but you know, it doesn't just come down to that. We, we, we had miscommunication errors. Uh, you know, we botched a punt earlier in the game to change the complexity of the game. Overall, there's, there's no one thing you can take in a, in a game like this. Shame those two teams had to meet in the quarterfinal. And I said that to Anthony. They're a great team. A great team. Oh, my God. They got so many weapons. I don't have enough kids to defend them. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to The Meat Grinder, your weekly dose of high school football in Connecticut. And I'm your host, Sean Patrick Bowley, and with me, as always, is Peter Perguaga. Peter, how are you? Good, good, good. Uh, another early morning for us after, <laughs> after a late night. I was, like, driving in today, and I'm like, why am I dealing with this? And I remembered last night, and I was like, yeah, that was pretty sick. Uh, yeah, it's been a rough uh, couple weeks, but we have finally reached the state semifinals, all the quarterfinal games. We had a day off. We had snow. Everyone freaked out about the snow. and, and, and Everybody freaked out about everything. Yeah, we freaked out about the snow once again, but it was melted, and everyone went out there and shoveled, and all the communities got together, and we were able to get our quarterfinals in with a nice, actually a nice week off from, uh, from Thanksgiving. So we got a nice week off. Yeah, it was... Uh it just seems like always this time of the year you get that one town. This was multiple towns this year, but like everyone goes out and shovels, and it's this heartwarming thing. Yeah. Like you can predict that it's going to happen every year, just like the snow. Yeah, I mean, we saw some opinions out there why they move in it, why they move in. Yeah, you know what? It, it was Wait, fine. people had opinions. Yeah, shocker. <laughs> just all over the place. But uh, we got our quarterfinal games in, and uh, once again, the quarterfinals really just were not very good. I mean, with with the exception of Class Double L, I thought. Uh, which is obvious. Everything else was a blowout. Um, even games that I thought were going to be good, they ended up being just mission statements by the teams that were just rolling through this, through these brackets. And uh, here's my quick, here's my quick take on it. I think the regular season proves to us what who the top teams are, and it's definitely not 32. That's my take. I think there are it, you you know by the end of the regular season who the top teams are, and I think that somehow we got to figure out a better way to rank them. But I think uh, there are only really 16 teams that should that belong in a state playoff in the state. Because the and the, again, I, I said keep. I'm always I want to keep Thanksgiving and I want to keep the regular season the way it is because you are playing for something, and I, you know I think that's a big part of it. Right? Because it's football and that's what we. So everybody plays regular season games, and if you're in the hunt, you're playing at what is technically a playoff game late in the year. That is just my take. I don't. I don't think there are 32 great teams in the state. I don't think. Think obviously the quarterfinals since they went to it 10 years ago has not been great overall. Like I would love to do the the numbers. So 
that's just my take on it. I think that there are only maybe 16 teams, and maybe we can just do four again, but that's just me. But if we do four again, and like we talked about before, then Plainville doesn't get in, and Bullard Havens gets in, Right, too. no, again, like I said, it, yeah. it must be a better There's way. There's a lot there, of other There things. must be a better way to rank these somehow. Or I mean, maybe you, maybe you add a last, a, a, maybe you, instead of three, four divisions, you have three, and then you add a fourth for like the co-ops and techs. So now we have our state semifinalists, and if you really look at it, if you really want to just take a look at this thing, the best teams, Pete, I think, got into the, the, the semifinals. These are the best, what, 16 teams remaining, right? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Um, double L and L, uh, you know, the top four seeds won. I think the one that stands out to us a little bit is Cheshire blowing a 14-point lead. Yeah, an early Simsbury winning. Lead. I mean, good for Simsbury. Maybe we were, we obviously were all wrong. Even the eight ball picked against Simsbury. <laughs> we got killed. So we got, we, we oh got killed God. by them on that. Shout out to Trojan Strength on Instagram because he was just feeding it to us. But it was fun. <laughs> um, you know, in L, I think the four best teams won. They, uh, none of those were really close. A healthy Berlin team, I think, maybe Why? plays Maloney a little bit better. But a healthy Berlin team might not be the, you know, the six seed. Berlin shouldn't, Berlin shouldn't even be in Class L, but whatever. Yeah. But those are the four best teams and then remaining in, M, in Class L. And easily. then in M, I think... The Granby-Waterford game was really close. Um, I think that one could have really gone either way. Granby had some chances they didn't capitalize on. Um, so, obviously, then, you know, Waterford played better. And I think the one that really jumps out at me and M is New Fairfield going down really without a fight against wow. Killingly. I was stunned. Yeah. I was more stunned with that than Simsbury beating Cheshire. Well, first of all, good for good for Simsbury. Yeah. No, I mean, I think we all thought that the Cheshire was going to advance. We all picked Cheshire. Mm-hmm. And uh, we thought they were going to advance to that game. But, uh, you know, shout out to Mariano and all those guys. Uh, you know, I saw him against Southington uh, early season when people kept asking me, I go, I think Shelton wins that game. Shelton. <clears throat> I think I think Cheshire wins that game handily. Macklin and the guys, after a pretty pretty gut-wrenching loss to, to Southington, I think they felt like uh, they had something to prove. But you know what? Simsbury had something to prove as well, and uh, their defense stepped up. They have a 17-point uh, second quarter, and then it was all defense from there. And, yeah, uh, I mean, and a great I think, win for them. Yeah, and, and you know, shout-out to Tommy Guilfoyle, uh, a yeah. very underrated linebacker at Simsbury. I'm, when I went up there to meet with them earlier this season, I think when they started out like 4 or 5-0, and 0, I think it was the week heading into Southington, and Dave Masters just sat me down. I hadn't met Dave, like, conversation i'd seen him at games but i never like had a conversation with him we literally sat down in his office and by the way if you've ever next time you go to simsbury go ask to see their football room i mean it's <laughs> it's awesome like for a ccc school and the schools out there you don't really think they have what the fc act does just because of what you believe or what you've seen but they have this awesome setup and upstairs is the weight room it's really cool so he sits me down in his office and he goes Tommy Guilfoyle is an All-State player. He goes, I want you to know that. Here are all his stats, and I was there to do a story on the quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> but so shout out to him. You know, hopefully he gets you know the love that he deserves. And then down in S, you know, I think the top four, the best. I, I don't want to say it's the best four teams, right? I think, and I love Tom uh, Tim Shea. I love Plainville. I love what he's doing up there, forks up and everything. But you get a Tech school in the first round. I mean, Stafford could have beat Bullard Havens, I think, and Bullard Havens put up a fight. Like, let's not let's not knock, you know, Bullard Havens and and no, and they the guys did a there. tremendous, they did a great job. Did you see in that, that game. touchdown pass that uh, was in caught? It was Johnson, yeah, Marcus Johnson threw on the on the reverse. Uh, they they took yeah. a shot. They were there. They came to play. They yeah. was their place again. There, but they were a two seed, 
and Plainville was the seven. Yeah. And the seven seed. I think one not convincingly, but they won. enough. Yeah. And then I, you know, I think Stafford would have beaten Bullard. I think Woodland would have. Right. Um, I think Bullard Plainville would have been a good. Plainfield would have been a good game. Um, but you know, so I don't know if it's. But they're there. I mean, Plain, Plainfield, we're going to talk about it more later, but Plainfield played Bloomfield already. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, well, that's the big takeaway from this. So let's let's break down here. Here are your semifinals, the quarterfinal scores. Uh, in Class L, number one, Newtown, faced NFA, which was – I love those shirts, man. All the quarterbacks on the sidelines who went down during the season had a shirt. NFA versus everybody. Well, they were playing Newtown. And they, uh, all those great receivers, nobody, nothing. They just did not, could not get them the ball. They tried all sorts of different things. And my guy, James Knox, man, and that defense just absolutely smothered them. The game was, you looked at it pretty early. The game was over very early. I think you tweeted in the first half. You're like, that's all to see here. Or it might have been early in the third quarter. Yeah, no, well, they didn't have a first. They only had one first down in the first half and two overall. They had negative two yards in the first First uh, in the first half and only like 98 overall, and that was mostly in garbage time. And you know, the, I know the Shelton guys were sitting there just shaking their heads. You were tweeting at us, yeah, what a shame. We would love to have gotten a shot at Newtown again. And my only answer to that is you already lost to Newtown, guys. Yeah, you know what? And maybe, maybe it's different. Maybe it's a more competitive game. Oh, I mean, it was a competitive game the first time around. I mean, yeah, that was. game was they were throwing punches late yeah, in that it, game on the scoreboard, not on the field. But I, th- yeah, but I think the pro. A big problem with these playoffs is that there are, are a lot of rematches. Yeah. I mean, rematches from last year, but mostly rematches from this year. We are already, we've already seen these games. So um, if you want to – I don't know if you need to see a, a half these games because we already know what – I mean, what, already we already know what the result was. Um, so, uh, you know, I guess in this sense it was nice to have a different team in there. Did NFA belong over show? I argue no, but that's how the points went. If Shelton, if you guys beat Newtown, you can you, you're in here. You're and you're yeah. you're playing. Yep. So listen, we already played the Newtown Shelton game. It's not like we'll never know what happened. And and what a shame. We already know what happened. They beat you. So at your place. At your place too. So I mean that's uh. So I mean from that regard, they already. So Newtown doesn't have to prove anything against Shelton. Um, just like St. Joe didn't have to prove anything against Wilton and, and so on. So Newtown wins 35 to nothing. They will face Simsbury, which, as we mentioned, defeated Cheshire 17-14. to They're the fourth seed versus the one. Then on the bottom half of the bracket, we have Southington, which won a defensive struggle, as we all really expected. Yeah. Uh, though both teams were really good defensively, and uh, that's how that game played out. Late Ridgefield touchdown, but it was uh, basically the defense uh, winning that game 13-9. to They'll play Darian, which, as you heard at the top of the show, all the guys, like, robbed your phone. This was a shame that this was the state quarterfinal game and not the state final. Uh, I feel in there, it was a, it looked like a pretty competitive, it was maybe not a great all-time classic game. The last three minutes, though, yeah. were off the charts. The, the first, what, however minutes, I think it is, what, is it 48 minutes in a game? So the first 45 minutes of the game were so blah. Yeah. And then Sam Wilson just decided, like, all right, I'm going to go win the yeah. game now. Like, I'm watching that game. on. I was trying to watch – I was watching the DAF feed on YouTube because my game was over. And, uh, you know, and I'm like, well, they're going to try to run the clock on it. And what a, what a moment right there. 
to just, you know, Louis, forget the clock. Let me just put another touchdown on the board. I mean, was Greenwich now was Greenwich just trying to like, you know, like run blitz or were Yeah, they just, I mean they they were they so they came out and, and Rob told Jeff and I this. He came out in the army package. So it's two tight ends, it's packed in. It looked like they were gonna run the ball up the middle, just get the clock going. Yeah. But Greenwich did have three timeouts, but they moved Sam Wilson in motion. And they, they kind of gave it to him across, and he just hit the outside. And it's like he even said, he goes, it, he goes, it was so wide open, my uh, my left tackle could, could could have ran through it, and he was gone. What was your takeaways from that this game? It was basically a, it was like, and then Rob Trafone said it right at the top. Well, I wish we didn't play this game in the quarterfinals, but hey, you know what, Rob, you should have won on Thanksgiving, uh, otherwise you could have made that happen. But uh, so they had to play in the quarterfinals. But well, give me give me some of the your, your thoughts about these two teams. Yeah, I I think I meant more of the. Like, the score really didn't reflect, obviously, what was going on, but you just felt like Greenwich was right there each and every time. They had it down at the end of the half, and they, they Hunter Clark, the big run, takes them down to the two, and then they threw three times. Though, I was looking at my clips. On the third down play, I think A.J. Barber might have been in. I think he scored. You know, looking at the clip, yeah, and they, they, they rule him out of bounds. They decide to kick. Then they take eight minutes off the clock. Uh coming out of the half they get the they get the ball to start and they take eight minutes off the clock to go all the way down and they miss the field goal and that was I mean that would have tied the game that would have, that would have changed everything and Greenwich's defense played awesome what was there I know they were all like well everyone doubted us you know we 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 wanted to show what we were about but where were they on Thanksgiving why uh, this could have been a state championship game maybe if they had shown up on Thanksgiving or was it just I what, think New Canaan's just playing that much better right now but did they address that at least like what where were, you know, don't yell at us <laughs> i yeah. it looks very bad on the resume but i will say that they were new canaan had a perfect game plan and new canaan executed it perfectly darian couldn't make one mistake and darian made a lot of mistakes that day they turned the ball over twice in the first quarter and new canaan took advantage of it twice in the first quarter and, uh, you know, the defensive game planned by Greenwich was in, was impeccable. It was incredible, and Darian really couldn't do anything about it. You have to, to beat Darian. Until Darian figures out their offense, you have to hold them off. You have to hold your opponent off the board because I don't think Greenwich uh, – Greenwich, I don't think Darian's the kind of team that they're going to be able to just, you know, down a score, take the ball down the field and score. They haven't shown that this year. In, in tight games, even against Southington in, earlier in the year, their offense wasn't, you know, blowing everybody away. New Canaan, they didn't show up. And even in this game against Greenwich, they had two pick sixes that won the game. Right. It wasn't the offense that did it. it. The so if you can if you can score against Darien, which is hard to do, you challenge their offense to beat you because they have shown against good opponents that right now they can't do that. So that Darien versus Southington with a game, a rematch. They Darian won that first game. That was a close game, though. I'm excited for this one. Don't let the score fool you. If you go back and watch the video from the first game, I believe Rob Trafone said the score doesn't really indicate how this game went. I mean, Darian had a pick six in the final 30 seconds to kind of seal that game. Yeah, it, was it was really, six, right? yeah, it was really a close game the whole way. Really good defenses. I think Southington's better than they were at the beginning of the year. Right. And I think Darian is kind of the same. Where they are, maybe their offense is, has kind of taken a step back. They, they their offense really didn't shine mm. against. It hasn't been great. Greenwich, Greenwich's defense looked awesome yesterday. 
Uh, Darian really needs to figure out that offense. Maybe well, they should give the ball to Sam Wilson more. I don't know. In Class L, chalk. St. Joseph destroyed Wilton. Jaden Sheridan went off 222 yards, rushing five touchdowns, and he scored another on a kick return. Uh, so that's six touchdowns for Jaden Sheridan. Um, He's and, kick returning now? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. And on the other side, New Canada, Drew Pine went off, too. 300 yards passing. He had another, what, four touchdowns. Yeah, he threw for three, ran for one. And and just wiped the floor. Now, New Canaan, everyone dropped him out of the pole. Except for you me. Know, yeah, not Pete, but not everyone Pete. else dropped him out of the pole. And Weathersea was a pretty good team all season long. But when they get there in the in the moment, New Canaan was just dominant. So it just shows you how much further along some of those teams are compared to some of the, the other Class L teams across the state. Speaking of which, now Newington lock, lost Nick Petrosello from their Thanksgiving week game. That I don't. That said, I don't think that would have mattered much because Phoenix Billings went off. He set the school passing record for touchdowns in a game. He hit Ethan Haberman three times in the first quarter uh, look, and I, fourth overall. We don't have, like, tight ends. Like, it's not really the NFL here, obviously. Right. There's not, like... But Ethan Haberman's probably the best tight end. Oh I think I'm pretty positive he's a tight end. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. He is the best tight end in the state if we have tight ends. They're going to move on to face Maloney, which is which was the Angel Arce and Camarano show. Four touchdowns they hooked up together, and they were all on Twitter this morning going like, yeah, all those passing things and all those camps, we, we've been waiting for this moment. So, I, I, got, I got a little a little thing to pick with Maloney, <laughs> and, and I covered Kevin for, for a couple of years at the Record Journal, and I got to know him pretty well. Kevin's very secretive. He keeps everything really tight, you know, mm-hmm. close to the vest. And he had, a, he had a quote that was in our story about, like, you know, don't read the media they'll like you know downplay you or whatever he said and like i was like reading it and i'm like kevin dude you were the one who who lowballed your team yeah. to us in the preview and i get why he did it he had a lot of young kids coming in he didn't really know how they were going to react and i and i understand that you play, he's got a lot of sophomores and a lot of juniors on that team right but and don't you don't blame us to, but don't blame us yeah that's you we we wrote what you told us yeah we i'm going to ask you how are you guys going to be? And you're, oh, I don't we're know. Not, well, then we're, we're going to go with that. I'm not going to make stuff We're not up. sitting there. We're not going to all your practices with a clipboard and saying, no, I don't think so, you know? Yeah. You're, we're just going by what you're telling us. And then you know? even talking to other coaches, they didn't know. Yeah. A lot yeah. of them were like, anyway. look, it's Maloney. They're they're good, but you don't know how these young kids are going to react. So I, I'm I'm happy that Maloney's here. I, I like what Kevin's doing there. and um, But I'm just kind of sitting there. And I'm like, wait. We we didn't we didn't give you a team the watch sticker because you basically told us that you guys yeah, weren't going to be that stink. good. Yeah. So that's what you're going to get in class L. We're going to get a rematch St. Joseph and New Canaan, which if you remember St. Joseph absolutely obliterated the Rams the last time around and uh maybe it's a different Rams team. Maybe it's different. It's an intriguing matchup. I think this I think people are going to think St. Joseph is going to roll, but I'm really anxious to see what Drew Pine and the guys do in this because I, I think New Cannon thought once they get hit with that first touchdown pass on the first play of the game, Jack Wallace to Will Diamantes, I think they just laid down. They just quit. And I think now, with a second chance, now I think that they're they're anxious. I don't think they beat them, but that's hey, we'll get to that don't give, too. Yeah, don't give away. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But then on the other side, you have a rematch of the Class L final of last year. Hand versus Maloney at the Surf Club. Maloney with a little bit of a second chance here too as well. Moving into Class M. Rockville. Defense just destroyed SMSA and uh, Eric Knickerbocker taking down his buddy Kevin Quinn pretty convincingly. They're into the semifinals. I think that's their first playoff win since winning a state championship, I think, right? Yeah, 95, I believe. 
Yeah, they played St. Joe here. They played St. Joe in the first round last year. St. Joe nowhere to be found. Rockville advances. They're going to face Weston, which uh, basically just powered its way over ATI and Rich Coach Rich Holmes' last game for the as ATI coach. Uh, Weston is into the semifinals for the first time since 2012. In the bottom half of the bracket, Waterford. Sam Menders with the kicks and the field goal and some good defense and probably one of the best games of the day, one of the most competitive, obviously. Granby Canton shows up. Nice season by them. They could not crack that defense. And Waterford, with its first playoff victory in program history, congrats to uh, John Strecker and all the guys there. Really great story about Waterford. You know, they're winning championships left and right in all their sports, and now they're here in football in the semifinals. They're going to face Killingly in what amounts to almost like an ECC championship game. Huh? Uh, an, an alumni field in Waterford. They're going to play Killingly, which, as you mentioned, mopped the floor with new, a pretty good new Fairfield team, a team that we all thought might have a shot to knock Killingly off and win a state championship, but that yeah. is not the case. Killingly took them down. Jack Sharp, though, what, what do you have, like 200 yards rushing or something? I was but stunned. I was stunned. So just an amazing job by, by Chad Neal, the guys. And that is the, your matchup in Class M. In Class S, and Sonia had a little bit of trouble with Plainfield at, at Ryan Field and Derby. Plainfield goes down there. They got to play Ansonia again. You know, usually that's a complete wipeout. But give Plainfield credit. It's a young <laughs> team. They hung around. And they gave Ansonia some problems. Even Tom Brock had said, like, oh, yeah, they, they gave us some issues. Uh, you have to mend a little of our uh, relationship with the Plainfield football team. Oh, my God. Pat I, Smith. I don't, I, don't, I don't think they're too thrilled with us. Pat Smith is not happy. <laughs> he, he singled out poor, poor, poor. I can't, keep, he heard the story firsthand. But poor Scott Erickson, <laughs> who has nothing to do with this at all. He, oh, he his, works for game time, but he, he does nothing to do with the podcast. He wears his game time CT jacket like a good soldier <laughs> and gets there. And Pat Smith gives him the business about. Now, it was kind of like. Uh, it was fun. He, he was like was, having fun with it, but it was so funny because it was after the game. And they had just lost. And, it was, and, I and mean, they, they competed. Played well. They yeah. played well. Second time around, they played well. So give him credit for that. And, it's a young team. And too. so there's Scott. There's a reporter from, I want probably the day in the bulletin, and uh, there's a reporter there from, I'm assuming, the Republican-American as well, and they're getting ready to interview him after the game, and he looks at Scott, and he's like, oh, game time CT, are you, are you the one who's been ripping me about my schedule? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's, I don't know if it was, if it was Pat who listens to the podcast, or if it's Mike Wolak. He's on the staff, and his son plays. And both their kids play, and I don't know, but it was still funny. Like you know, poor I just, Scott. <laughs> I love that our reach is so far. Well, look, when you're playing like Central Falls over in Rhode Island, which hadn't, didn't even win a game, didn't even score a point going like in six games, or maybe they scored six points in six games going into Plainfield. Like you gotta wonder, like, are you sure like someone else wasn't available? You could play a Connecticut team here somewhere, because you know that, who, that doesn't help anybody. Anyway, so a lot of people kind of scratching their heads a bit, and it doesn't look like as dominant an Ansonia team we've seen over the last few years. And here's a great example of that. Ansonia had trouble with Woodland in the other game below them. Woodland absolutely getting destroyed by Sheehan in the other quarterfinal game. Terrence Bogan went off. They he just it was just like Lyman Hall. They have they have been they've scored over 100 points in two back-to-back -back games. Sheehan announcing its presence with authority as it goes into this uh, semifinal game at Jarvis Stadium 
on Monday. Well, we, 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 we said this about Shane. I mean, I also said this about New Fairfield, and that didn't work. But I think a lot of the, co- uh, the coaches in Class S were looking around saying, I really hope Shane doesn't get in. I really <laughs> hope they don't get in. They are battle-tested. And Woodland losing, that means the NVL streak of non-Ansonia teams in the NVL to win a state playoff game remains in 2016 when Seymour won. Yeah. I mean, you know, I thought Woodland would be a little bit better than that, but it just shows you. Sheehan pl- did not play one. That was Sheehan's first class S game of the of the year. Yeah, and which, it showed. <laughs> they, you know, and they, you know, yeah, it was a struggle to get in. And now you see where all those games against Hamdens and the Cheshires and the you North know Havens North paid Havens off. paid off. Yeah, and John Ferrazzi's got a got a club. And John, that's a great Ferrazzi, job by him. I, knowing John, I, I, he's pretty pumped about this. Obviously, um, but this is a nice little Wallingford matchup too, because Tom Brockett's a Wallingford guy. Yeah, absolutely. In the bottom half of the bracket, Christian Collin put Plainville on his back after going down 6 nothing in a pretty competitive game by Bullard Havens. Good job by Chris Pace getting his team in a competitive game, but then Christian Collin took over Plainville with its first playoff victory for Coach Tim Shea, and they advanced to face in another rematch. They're going to have to face Bloomfield, their buddies, in, in CCC Division Three, and they got destroyed the first time around. And Bloomfield defeating... Your boy and my boy, Brian Mazzoni. Great season by Stafford. They're, they hung in. I mean, that game was close, and then Bloomfield kind of put it away really quickly. But that was a close game early. And by close game, I mean, I think it was like 7 nothing in like the second quarter. But the Bulldogs, and like they've said to us, and they shouldn't have been here. They, 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 I think they're a year they were, ahead yeah, of where we expected to be. But Hanging, Logan yeah. Briggs, Mark McLaughlin, like those kids are sophomores. They're going to be back. McLaughlin's going to be under center. Briggs is an awesome wide receiver. I said this a couple of weeks ago. Remember his name. He's probably going to be the best player in the in in the Pequot. Um, they got a lot of good guys. They're going to be back. This is not the last we've heard of the Stafford Bulldogs. Well, it, it's also not the last we've heard of Anthony Simpson this year because no. he, he he did it. He did it. We were talking about it last week. He went over a thousand rushing, a thousand receiving. He had two picks. Now he has ten picks. I'm pretty sure he's got twenty rushing. He's got over twenty rushing touchdowns now. He's gonna hit. He might hit twenty receiving touchdowns by by when the state tournament's all said and done. I mean, he's having an unbelievable season. That and correct me if I'm wrong. That I don't think we've seen this kind of total package season since. Tommy Malone from Magic, right. who went on and got drafted and, and played base and was playing baseball in the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure when I went back through the stats, he was the last player I found to do a thousand yeah. rushing and a thousand Tommy receiving. And I could be wrong because not all stats on Max Preps are correct. Right. But I mean, what we're watching, what we're witnessing, yeah. is pretty incredible. He is putting it forth an all-state MVP type season. Yep. And I know it's the first time I actually thought about that. But he ran for four touchdowns. He ran for four touchdowns, 94 yards on 10 carries, caught five passes for 57 yards. Back-to-back interceptions in the second quarter and really got that going. And don't forget, they also have Javon Massey. Yes. Four passes caught uh, 330 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, he's like their big play guy. Now, Simpson's a stupid good player, but Massey's touchdowns are always like 20-plus yards. I do love this quote by Brian Mazzone. I never knew it, but Stafford's a football town. (laughs) You know, five years ago or six years ago, they were – they were almost done. Yeah, they, they were almost non-existent. Yeah, they almost put their football program away. And then he came in and he changed everything. And that just shows how important a coach is in a, in a program like that in those smaller towns where when you, you just notice how good the coaching is and you notice how good coaching makes such a difference. And they'll be back. I mean, they're 
they're a class S contender every year now. Like they should get the team to watch sticker every year until Brian Mazzone decides he doesn't want to coach anymore. Yeah, a tremendous job by him in, in an emotional season after he lost his father. So those are your state semifinals. And I, like I said before, I think these are the best teams. So that said, we're going to rip through these picks right now. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna rip through them real quick because yeah. we usually go a little. We don't. Yeah, we usually kind of go on and on and on about who's this and that. I think you guys all know who the teams are. Yeah, I, so. a lot of people went fifteen and one and fourteen and, 12 and two this week. I don't have everything in front of me. I did it late last night and we jumped in here early in the yeah. morning. So you can look on a game lot time of people CT did well. Play. A lot of people I, went I didn't do well. Me and me and Chris McNamee did not do well. Um, well Chris picked Bullard Haven. Yeah. It was there, but you know, him and I kind of went on a limb on a couple of them, and, and they backed go bottom so, up. Yeah, we're going to start Ness. So, right off the bat, we got number four Sheehan at number one Ansonia. Wow, we're going to start with a really good one. We have L- to, we li- have to. Listen, I, that was an impressive performance by the Titans last night. Ridiculous, uh, Terrence Bogan. I mean, they play like that, and just bait me. Ansonia, remember, Ansonia's. We said it was in a dogfight with Woodland. I'm going yep. with Sheen. Yeah, I'm going with Sheen, too. I didn't. We didn't think if you're a Class S coach, you didn't want them in, and now they're in, and now you're going to have to Sheen go now to you're the state have to finals. See. I think Sheen's going to go to the state finals. All right, next one, we got number seven, Plainfield, at number three, Bloomfield. Mm-hmm. We Another, you know, a rematch. rematch. We have a lot of rematches here. I was at the first one. Um, I'm really happy for Plainville. They had a really good team last year. A lot of seniors, but they were hurt. They could have been a playoff team last year. They were a playoff team this year. I, I think the song remains the same, and I think Bloomfield's going back to the Class S Finals. Yeah, I concur. But Christian Collins had a really good season for Plainfield. They threw him in there at quarterback, and he's done a nice job. He basically put him on their back. But, you know, Anthony Simpson, Jamal Massey, Darren Bryden, Barrow. I mean, good. Yeah. Who's, the, who's the linebacker? Uh, Davis. Yeah, Davis. <laughs> Yeah. They're going to the They're final. They're good. All right, moving up to M, we got number five, Weston, at number one, Rockville. This one's really interesting mm-hmm. because the Pequot teams don't play in the Alliance. They don't play any teams outside of their conference. And Rockville's beat every very good. They beat Granby. They beat Stafford. They beat SMSA. All three teams went to the playoffs. Rockville's the king of the Pequot, but... Football's different down in the SWC, down in Fairfield County. Yeah, tell that to Killingly, though. <laughs> no, it's true. It is true. Killingly, Killingly was your pick to start. So, um, I, I'm kind of torn in this game because I love what Rockville's doing. I love their season. I love what Eric is doing there. But when you look at the rosters and you look at just the eye test and you look at the skill players, you just Weston's faster. Weston has more playmakers, and you just sit there and go, okay, well, what's going to win out? And I, I don't know. <laughs> I am stuck on this game. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. I'm going with Weston. Yeah? Yeah. Weston beat up Massick. Okay? That's number one. They beat up Massick. Took a little time against ATI. All right. I think Rockville stays in it. They have similar playmakers. Dufour, O'Coin. Love what they do. Uh, but, you know, I'm going Weston. Yeah. Uh, I have Sawyers. This pains Gets me. Gets back. Yeah, this pains me, but I'm, I'm going to pick Weston as well. And it's not that I, I have anything against Weston. I just, I, I really love what they're doing at Rockville. I really do. You, always, you always. I know. I always say, but I'm going with Weston. All right. Oh uh, wait, wait, hold on. I, I guess since the, I guess since you need a state championship to restore the Rock, the Rock will remain unrestored. Uh, maybe we're wrong. Maybe we are. But <laughs> we're as usually of now, wrong. we're. I'm picking the, the Rock to be incomplete. Yes. All right, next up, we got number three, Killingly, at number two, Waterford, in the de facto 
ECC championship. The Jeff Jacobs Bowl. Yeah, the Jeff Jacobs Bowl. I think I know who you're going with because you picked him at the beginning of the I year. I have to. I have to go with the. I have to go with the Red Hawks. Yes, I'm going to go with the Red Hawks as well. Uh, I picked Granby to beat Waterford. I was four points off. Uh, I just think Killingly is really the class up there. That was the, impressive. The hashtag not so quiet corner. Um, Amazing job. Killingly's awesome. Fifth straight semifinal appearance. I mean, what Chad Neal is doing up there is is incredible. You love Jeff what he's doing up there. Yeah, I do. And I and what Jeff mentioned, like their roster is growing while rosters across the state are dwindling. Yeah, they're getting bigger. They're 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 doing something special up there. All right, Red Hawks. Moving on to Class S, we got number four New class. Canaan. Class L. Moving on to Class L, we got number four New Canaan, who I think's won seven in a row. At number one, St. Joe's, who has won more than seven in a row by a lot more <laughs> points. Obviously, this is a, a rematch. Sean, you were at the first one. It was a blowout. This is a different New Canaan team. I was talking to some Absolutely. coaches yesterday, and they were they were looking at the film of the Darien New Canaan game, and they're like, Drew Guida makes all the difference yes. in the world there in the secondary. They didn't, He's yeah, everywhere. They didn't have him. Is he a forty a forty point swing? Dude. I don't know. Drew Pine is playing his best football of the season when it matters the most. He seems to do this every year. He plays his best at the end of the year and in the postseason and against Arianne. And Sylvester's had his, his coach is, is butt off. Oh yeah, Sylvester's he's, he's, been absolutely incredible. Yes, I am. <laughs> I've been listening. I've been listening to way too much Lisa Loeb lately. Oh my god, too much Lisa Loeb. Yeah, but, be, they should be blasting that in the in the bus. <laughs> <laughs> so who do you got? Yeah, this pains me to say. Uh, Drew Pine has had a four great four great years, and you can't won a state championship as a freshman. Uh, he's been back in the final, uh, back back to the final last year. A uh, great job for New Canaan to get back into this spot. They wiped up uh, Weathersfield. I think it's going to be closer. I think Drew's going to. I mean, you got a lot of police there. I think they're going to find some ways, but they they have they don't have the weapons like St. Joseph. Yeah, they do not have the weapons. St. Joseph is clearly the better team here. I'm going with Hogs. So the first time when they met, I think it was week four. I picked New Canaan so confidently. And right. Yeah, you were like I was Rams. all in on the Rams, and I think they're playing so well, and I'm trying to talk myself into this. Mm-hmm. No. But I can't make the same mistake I made last time, nope. and I don't. I need my free hot dogs back at St. Joe's. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't get any free hot dogs there. I don't get free hot dogs anywhere. That's right. But that's right. That was the free. <laughs> that, was that was Joe, Pete. yeah. You can send all the hot dogs you guys want my way. <laughs> but I'm going to go with St. Joe's. I, I hope it's a close game. I, I think it will be, but it's, it's hard to pick against the Hogs at this point. All right, on the other side of the bracket, we got the rematch of the L Finals last year, Maloney at hand. I think hand, it's stuck in hand's crawl that they everyone's saying that, uh, you know, that they take slow starts. Uh, hand, what's going on over there? What's going on? Phoenix Billings showed you in Haven. They showed you what was going on. Nothing. Yeah. They're all set. <laughs> That was a dominant performance over. Listen, Newington was a shell of itself going into the playoffs, and but Han Han had some some doubters to to start doubting again. Um, I'm going with the, I'm going with the Tigers. Yeah, I'm at going the Surf with Club preseason pick. So. I know Maloney's going to be fired up. They think that they got a team, maybe make a little splash. I think they might. You know, maybe they will show up. And in, in, but you know what? Ugh, you can't you can't say no St. Joe in hand in the finals. Yeah. There's just no way. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I like what Maloney's done. Angel Arce's 
an awesome. I know. I, I keep repeating myself. But a- a- Angel RC has had an awesome season Amazing. this year. This is not the last we're going to hear of him. He is only a sophomore. He's going to get better. We're going to see Maloney in the playoffs for the next couple of years to come. I just don't think this is the year. I'm going with hands as well. Now moving on. Uh, what does Mike Quick call this? The big boy division? Yeah, put on your big boy pants. Big boy pants, big boy division. we got number four, Simsbury, coming off. What a lot of us think was an upset win over Cheshire. Yeah. They went down 14 nothing, came back and won 17-14. Nobody thought Simsbury was beating Cheshire, even as the four seed. Even the eight ball. The eight ball. The eight, ball, the eight ball picked NFA. Yeah. Okay. Didn't pick Simsbury. <laughs> so we got Simsbury at Newtown, number one Newtown. Um, I'm I'm going Newtown. I, I'm yeah. I'm all in on the on the Nighthawks this year. Yeah. Really good defensive effort. I mean. Knox showed you something. James Knox put his stamp on. There were a lot of guys in these in the quarterfinals who really made their pitch for All State, first team All State. You know, it's Sam Adonis from Granby had, had a great game despite their loss. Sam Wilson, Jaden Sheridan, Anthony Simpson. I think James Knox, the the, the two way while well, he's the defensive lineman, put his stamp on that uh, that victory, that dominant defensive performance by the by the Nighthawks. Yeah, sure, it wasn't Shelton, but they already beat Shelton. And uh, I, it, it, they were the SEC co-champs. Yeah. Uh, they, they got uh, Miles Ricks back from a broken hand. Welcome back. He had his touchdown. He was fired up to get in there. Simsbury, great season. Knocking off Cheshire, not bad. Newtown, though, is playing at a different level. And they're at Bloom Gold Stadium. And that defense, no one talks about the defense as much as they do the offense. The defense is good. I'm going with my I think I talked about three. But I'm right. going, yeah, I'm going with the Nighthawks as well. All right, moving down to the bottom of the bracket, the last game that we're going to pick, the Class L Double L Semifinals, number three, Darianne at number two, Southington, a rematch from earlier in this year. I was at the rematch. No offense in that game, just great defense. Uh, Southington used their great defense in a really good struggle against uh, Ridgefield. They won 13-6, uh, 13-9, and we talked about the Darianne-Greenwich game for a while. A weird game that came down to the last three minutes and Sam Wilson took over. Uh, this seems like a Sam Wilson versus Billy Carr kind of game. Absolutely. What a great point. Billy Carr is an all-state Talk about all-state players. Billy Carr is an all-state player. He is just tremendous for, for Southington. Uh, their defense is what makes them go. And Darianne's defense is what makes them go. It's going to take, you know, the quarterbacks and the run games. That Who's going to – is it going to be uh, Dylan Cole or is it going to be Sam Wilson? Or is it going to be the quarterbacks, uh, Brady Lafferty uh, for Southington? Or is it going to be Peter Graham for Darianne? Who is going to – or Jackson Peter, who is, or Carl Ullman? I think this is one of the best matchups of semifinal uh, of the semifinals. Uh, like last time, Darianne got him at their place. Defensive struggle, put it away late. Southington, much better. I think that they want this. Now it's at their place, Fontana Field. You want to talk about great coaching matchups? You have Rob Jaffone and you have Rob, uh, Mike Drury on two sides. Epic, epic matchup. This one's at Southington this time. Yeah, at Southington, at yeah. their place. Now, so then now Southington gets them at their place. I really can't pick against Darianna. I can't pick against Sam Wilson. I have a hard time doing it. They've played. They've had their history. They've had their you know in the in the, during Darian's great run. Mm-hmm. They, they ended ab- Southington's great run. But now Southington gets them finally, finally at their place. Yeah. 
I don't think it's enough. I'm going with Darien. Ooh, I am very much so on the fence about this game. Oh my god, I, that's a hard. It was a hard pick for me. It it, it is a hard pick because come on, Billy, prove though, me wrong. Though Darien won and I was there, they didn't impress me in any way other than the final three minutes with Ooh, Sam Wilson. I know. I think Greenwich did a lot of things to shoot themselves in the foot that game. And I was at the first one, and I wasn't impressed the first time. Do it, Pete. Southington is playing so well. Do it, Pete. I'm going to do it. I'm going with Southington. <laughs> I'm going with Drury. Billy Carr, Dylan Cole, Lafferty, Ullman, bring it home. Shock the freaking state. Let's do it. <laughs> Southington versus Newtown in the state championship game. That'd be great. Either way, it'd be great. I mean, it Yeah, you goaded me into that. Uh, just as long as it... <laughs> All right, guys, that's a, that's going to be a wrap. I got a phone call coming in. I will be on Channel 3 on Friday night. Ooh, humble Ooh, bread. Yeah. Humble with a semifinal, bread. With a semifinal, bread. With a semifinal <laughs> breakdown. And then the next morning, I'm going to be on uh, ESPN New York with Mike Quick and the guys with uh, Matt Sims talking a little bit of semifinal football. I'm going to try and mix it up. We're going to have a lot of fun. And then, If anybody wants me on anything, they can reach out. Yeah, Pete's available. <laughs> call his agent. Let's I get him going. <laughs> So, all right, guys, uh, that'll do it for a Meat Grinder setup. Uh, we're on to the semifinals. I can't wait, Lil. We'll talk to you next week. This has been the Meat Grinder Game Time ZT. Later.